This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week, we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Having Better Sex and Sleep. We will be answering your listener questions, including one listener whose sleep schedule has been off ever since COVID hit, and a male listener who is confused by fuckboy culture. Then we're talking about what's in the news. Some people think LSD can treat allergies, and a social media post sparks debate over the use of the term single mom. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She is the founder of House of Wise, a CBD company that enables women to take control of their sleep, sex, stress, and wealth by earning money selling high-end trusted CBD products. Please welcome to the show, Amanda Gitz. Hey, guys. Hello. Uh, Hello. Those all sound like very important things that you would want to take control of, your sleep, your sex, your stress your wealth. And like in weird ways, they're all kind of interconnected because if you're tired, you're probably not going to want to have sex. If you're stressed out, it's probably hard to sleep. And if those things aren't going well, I don't know, you're probably not going to want to be focusing on your job and making money. So these are all important things. I'm curious, how did you get the idea to found this company? And when was the first time that you yourself tried CBD and thought like, I should get into this business? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that they are all equally important in your life, and and sometimes we put them on the back burner. But I founded House of Wise in the middle of the pandemic, but I got the idea a couple of years ago. I found myself at the height of my career at a corporate job leading a large team for a brand I loved. Um, I had three kids under the age of four, and I found myself filing for divorce. And I was obviously dealing with a lot of stress and turning to the nightly glass of wine, two glasses of wine as my kind of come down. But yet I felt like shit every, the next day. And so then that was affecting my sleep. And then all of a sudden my anxiety was getting worse and I was going to therapy two times a week to manage and process everything, but I knew I needed more. And I grew up, I'm kind of a recovering Catholic Midwest girl who grew up on a very small town where, you know, it was okay to celebrate alcohol and have alcohol around. But if you talked about cannabis or marijuana or anything in that realm, it was just, you know, hard stop. But I kind of turned to it out of desperation. I was using CBD every single day. Um, and I started using, I was like microdosing THC and really understanding how I I, interacted with my body personally. And then I started telling my friends what was helping me get through this very, very difficult time in my life. All of a sudden people were like, wait, 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 what are you using? How do you use it? I'm like, there are so many women looking for another option. And so I left my company in the middle of the pandemic while I was like homeschooling kids. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Women need this. So yeah. And I feel like people get confused with how, can you explain like how CBD is different than marijuana or how it's the same? Like what it's, 
Yeah. When you think about a cannabis plant, it has THC, which has the psychoactive, will give you the head high, and then CBD, which is a cannabinoid, um, that gives you the body high, that relaxation feeling. A cannabis plant, as it grows, if it starts to have high counts of THC, low counts of CBD, it falls under a marijuana category. If it's harvested before it becomes hot, meaning high counts of THC, it's harvested early enough, it's a hemp plant. And so it has high counts of CBD and low counts of THC. And so all of our products are less than 0.3% THC. They're full spectrum. We use all parts of the plant. But it was harvested before it became hot. It became a marijuana plant. Right. Because even in places where weed is not legalized yet, you can have CBD, right? 100%. Yeah. It has to be less than the 0.3% THC. And that's what... When, it, when the farm bill was passed a couple of years ago and CBD literally was in everything and people were like, what the heck is this? Why is it in now yeah. my coffee and this and this? There was CBD seltzer, CBD cocktails. They were like everywhere. everywhere. Everything, yeah. Yeah. And the, the problem was the FDA and, and no one could stay on top of the regulations and understanding where it was coming from. And I had, when I was going through my process and journey of discovering cannabis, I had really bad experiences where some gave me extreme grogginess, some gave me like bloodshot eyes, and that was CBD. And so you knew that they weren't actually keeping it below the legal limit. And as a high-functioning woman who also had three toddlers, I couldn't just trust anything in anyone. And so I thought... I needed to go and directly talk to farmers and find a farm that I could trust and build products that actually women like me could trust. You you mentioned that you have three toddlers. First of all, like, God bless. I have one right now. And like, I was like, he might just come in the room while we're doing the podcast. Like, who knows? I It's hard enough to build your own company, but you've been doing it while going through a divorce and being a single mom of three. How the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> like, I mean, I own a cannabis company now. Just, yeah. um, I know. Actually, there's a joke in like Seth Meyers stand-up where he's like, I don't hang out with people that are not parents because they don't want to be around my kids. And I don't hang, it's like, I'm going to butcher his joke, but the gist is I don't like hanging out with people with one kid or like two kids because it's just like, they're all high strong. You can't really talk to them. I love hanging out with people that have three kids because they are so chill with their CBD infused Pinot Noir. And like, and like, he's like, that's how they get through the day is they have their CBD infused Pinot Noir and they're the chillest. Three or more kids and I'll hang out with you. It was like something like that. And I was like, I feel attacked by Seth Meyers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think with exponential craziness, you become really, really intentional with every moment of your day. And you also start to become really introspective of what fills you back up. And so there have been some new things in my life that came throughout the pandemic. I started taking like midday baths and commute baths where like norm. Okay. I was a New Yorker for over a decade before COVID And that time on the subway, I didn't realize actually was my time where I transformed from like boss mode to mom mode, which is a little softer. And so now at 445 every day, my kids joke that I'm going to go become a mommy 
in the bathroom like I'm fucking Superman and going into like a phone booth, but I go and take a bath for 15 minutes and they can't talk to me until I like come down because I'm too like overstimulated by work all day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of mode. It's like a real thing. Like even when I would come home from like working at magazines back in the day, I would like, before I talked to Nick, I was like, I need like transition time. Where it is, it's like that like 10 to 15 minute period. How old are your kids? You're working from home. Oh, I'm working from home. yeah, Yeah. I just, at the end of the day, I just do a loop around the block just to like simulate walking home from the subway. Sure. That's smart. How old are your kids? How do you have three toddlers? Was this like back well, they, to back? To they back? were, yeah, they were back to back to back. So that was when I filed for divorce. They are now seven, five, four. Wow. Still hard. <laughs> They're amazing. We like I, I ended up hiring a, an amazing 23 year old for the past year because those ages do not do well on Zoom. And it, everyone was crying multiple days in a row for the first week of school. And I was like, I'm done with this. We're going to just come up with our own curriculums and figure it out and try again next year. So yeah, those, there were, it, it hard, literally hard takes a village. For the, for the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about uh, CBD kind of going from taboo to sort of more mainstream now. And I love that your inspiration for your company is, is uh, sort of Tupperware parties, which like doesn't get more <laughs> conventional than that. And old school, like, our, you know, whose mom wouldn't love this idea. So can you explain the connection? <laughs> yeah. So I was my last work trip before COVID, like people were actually wearing masks on the plane. Like looking back, I probably shouldn't have went, but I went to India because um, I was managing a team there. And I, I knew I, I had this idea to start this company, but I had no clue what I would name it. And so I was just researching women who over time have gotten fucked over for a different variety of things or not given the attention they deserve for something. And the story of Brownie Wise came across my radar and she is the woman who invented the Tupperware party. Right. Like the guy Earl Tupper created this kitchen storage thing. But she realized that women were looking for community and mission and purpose after the war. And they wanted to make money and support their families in their own way. And she built a massive empire. And then he ended up firing her when she asked for a raise and a board seat. And then he sold the company a few months later and she got nothing. Yeah. I, I, I heard about that story on the podcast, The Dream, which is all about like pyramid schemes. And and yeah, she was trying to like help women, but then it kind of like, it's funny. Yeah. Like growing up, I remember like my mom doing like Mary Kay and stuff, but like I never yes, actually made all that. Yeah. But, but like, I think she like spent more money than she actually made. Well, that's the thing. And that there, it things start with good intentions and then obviously get taken in a very bad direction. And MLMs are horrible. They're very predatory on women. I grew up in the Midwest where everyone is selling some sort of an MLM. Yeah. And it's like super fucked up because they take it. That's what this whole podcast was about was they like take advantage of these women that like want to have some autonomy in their lives. And they're like maybe stay at home moms and feel like they don't have any um, like say in like the finances and their household. And they're like, yep. I want to make my own money. I want to get out of my financial situation. And then these MLMs take advantage of them. And th- or they're like, well, you have to put in this amount of money to buy the product. Yep. And then they're like, oh, and you should throw a party to like, you know, and, and you should probably serve some like cocktails and food at your party to invite people to then sell the stuff. And it was, they end up putting in more money than they ever make. It's like, yeah. But anyway, sorry. So, but you, you know, no, people that less- have done this. 
For sure. And less than 1% of women in MLMs make money because the re- if you look at the economics of an MLM, they make money on the number of consultants they have, not how much is actually being sold. So I, I really, like when I talk to investors and I talk to people, like we are a, a new way of thinking about D to C, which normally stands for direct to consumer. I think about it as we are direct to community. And we're focused on a bottoms up approach of building a community of women who just want to support one another and be open about the fact that we need help in our lives. We want to learn about sleep, sex, stress, and wealth. We talk about Bitcoin. We talk about different things, but you have a support system. And if you love these products and you want to talk about them, great. But we also still like you know, build, have earned media, et cetera. We're we're building a company, but we believe in building a community first because those are your loyalists. Those are your ambassadors. Those are your cheerleaders. And so it's just a different way of thinking about affiliate marketing, which has been around for ages. Mm -hmm. And I think MLMs need to go, and this is not an MLM, but I just happened to name it after someone who was a part of who yeah. started a company that like, yeah, and got super fucked over. That story was so compelling when I first heard about it. So I'm glad it like struck a chord with you too. Cause it was, yeah. it's like, she was a revolution in, in that. I mean, yeah. then it took a turn for the worse, but, and became like a bunch of pyramid schemes, but she had, uh, she created something cool and was taken advantage of by her boss. Um, yeah. with so many people incarcerated for selling weed, it's, been cool to see that the House of Wise has partnered with the Last Prisoner Project, a nonprofit that fights criminal injustice and drug policy restoration. Can you tell us how you got involved in that and why you chose that organization? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I will be the first to say, like, it is easy for me to stand here as a white person and say, you know, I can build a cannabis company where black people are almost four times more likely to be arrested for a cannabis charge. And there's still 40,000 people sitting in jail doing something that is now legal in so many states. We have a federal bill that just went out to try to federally legalize this. And they're sitting in jail, missing out on their lives for this. And so I wanted to find um, a an organization that was not only focused on freeing those people, but also restoration and policy that could not only, you know, it's where we can donate to, but they can educate us and we can connect with the women and amplify their stories because our money is earmarked for uh, the children of women who are currently incarcerated to help them with scholarship funds and, and things that they need. But when someone is freed, we share their story. We talk about that. We talk about how much time they served for how little they had on them. And it just really amplifies like the need for real reform in this area. Yeah. I really appreciated when I saw on your website that you guys do that because yeah, it's crazy within the last couple of years, I can go into like the place where I get my hair cut and they're selling like CBD lotion and like, like every place is profiting off of off of this and other people are in jail. So yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's great. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a quick little sponsor break and then we're going to jump into the mailbox and have you help us answer some questions. And later on, we're going to get more into how CBD can help you basically win at life because it sounds like it can help <laughs> with pretty much everything um, after this little break. 
We'd like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace empowers millions of dreamers, makers, and doers by providing them with the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life. It's an all-in-one platform where you can build a website, claim a domain, sell stuff online, market a brand, basically all the stuff that we have done over here at This Is Why the Pod. Um, our, we've changed our domain a couple times too, which I don't even know if we've brought up on these Squarespace commercials before, but they made it easy. I think we were like, this is why you're single the show. And then maybe this is why you're single the book. And then maybe this is, I think we, we I think we just had both of those for a while. And then we but just, I think we set it so that they all link to the same yeah, we place. Did. Even once we updated they made that Which, easy to do. Yeah. So yeah, like you they made could, that very nifty. You could go to like any of the websites and it would all go to the same place. And now we're what are we? I don't even know. This is why the pod. <laughs> yeah, this is why the podcast. Um it's really yeah, which was a big decision when Angela and I were going over it. We're like, wait, are we just a podcast? Like this is crazy. Are we we're no longer gonna be this is why you're single show? Um but it, it, yeah, it felt crazy to kind of end the sketch show chapter of our life, even though this is technically still a show too. Anyway, we also we also knew if we had to change the URL for like the millionth time, it would be fine. It would be fine. Squarespace would make it easy. But yeah, yeah. so basically, our website has grown. What I'm trying to say in this commercial <laughs> is that our website has changed as we have changed. It has evolved along with us. That's right. And why is that relevant to you? Because you might change as well. You might have a business that evolves and Squarespace will help you do that. They will help you evolve. So Squarespace has everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with a designed template and use drag and drop tools to make it your own. With Squarespace, you have the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. And if you ever run into any trouble, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support. Absolutely. Head to squarespace.com slash this is why for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code this is why to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash this is why. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? All right. First up, we have a question from an anonymous listener who is having sleeping problems. So perfect question for this week. She says, I've been struggling to get sleep since a few months into the pandemic. In the beginning, when things were really bad, I would fall asleep around 2 or 3 a.m. every night. I had the constant thinking and worrying. These days, I'm somewhat better. I've been falling asleep around midnight slash 1 a.m. My therapist recommended L-theanine. Theanine. Theanine. Yep. Uh, all right. That's in matcha, uh, actually. Oh, all right. Uh, it's so. an, there we go. It's an <laughs> all-natural tablet and is supposed to just calm you down and is good for people who are super high-strung and anxious in the morning, aka me. I don't feel like it was working, so I ordered some gummies. Um, I don't know if we should say the other brand of CBD gummies. That should... <laughs> 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 it's from The Sweet Tooth. Uh, CBD gummies and they were not cheap by the way I'm still not really feeling a difference they don't have the HCC component so maybe that's why have you Laura or any of your friends tried these I'm curious to know what other brands are out there <laughs> and <laughs> what works and the THC verse without sorry for the long message thanks so much um, well we do have an, a brand now that you can also, but also like Feels was one of our sponsors, Angela, for a while. 
feels those like little droplets, you know? And yeah. like those too strong for me. I tried it one time, obviously before I was pregnant and breastfeeding, but that shit knocked me out. <laughs> Man, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, She's, I think it also depends on uh, like the milligrams. Uh, like, yeah, there were different like levels of it. I ended up like giving it to a family member who has sleep problems. Did Ian I ever have, try any of that? Actually, CB. So, little background: my fiance or my husband, my husband Ian. Uh, You're married has, now. I know. I forgot. Uh, he's had really bad insomnia for seven years. Uh, he like averages four hours a night, but and he's tried everything. He's taken everything, but the only thing that tends to work for him is CBD. Um, so, I mean, he like kind of has to variate it with other things, and he tries different brands. Uh, but yeah, CBD is his go-to. I have a friend that's like going through a breakup right now and is feeling very anxious, and he bought like two uh, little jars of CBD, and he sent us a screenshot, and I think it was like. 300 milligrams per bottle and he was like i'm gonna take one and my friend was like i take a thousand milligrams twice a day so she's what shaking is, her what head is, like, the she's right shaking, amount she's shaking her head wait i also in wait, tincture form though so i don't know if there's tincture. a difference between the gummies and the tincture wait i wonder why she said this listener said have you laura tr- or your friends tried any of these what about you why is she not asking you no why she can- said she sent this to my personal instagram so she's saying you comma laura comma oh, or any of your it, friends gotcha. <laughs> Um, I know gra- grammar doesn't translate. Sorry, I I see now. I'm now I'm with you. Okay, Amanda, what are your thoughts on this whole sitch? Well, I think first we have to talk about like the link of stress and lack of sleep. Like first and foremost, because stress increases cortisol levels. Cortisol levels block natural melatonin production. Okay, so at night as the sun goes down we're supposed to start producing natural melatonin, which helps us to fall asleep. When you have high stress levels, that doesn't happen, that you miss your window, you get that extra set of energy, and then all of a sudden you can't fall asleep. So that happens when like, especially like I'm like so sleep deprived with like having like a newborn and a toddler, a three-year-old. And I'll be like, I could literally pass out at any point in the day. Like if I close my eyes out like a light and then at night I'll be like, why the fuck am I so wired? Like why am yep. I staying up till 11? Like this is crazy. Probably yeah. That. Yeah. Probably I missed my window. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so there's that. And then I want to talk about, she touched on THC and, and I want to say like THC, alcohol, even things that actually affect um, your sleep cycles And so we have these sleep cycles. Obviously, there's four different states of sleep, and you want to get into that deep state of sleep. So sleep effectiveness is also a thing. Like when you are like, I got seven hours, but I still feel like shit. Why? You didn't spend enough time in your deeper state. And things like alcohol, which is a central nervous system depressant, like that does affect you. Even though you feel like you get relaxed, And that sleepiness comes after that second glass of wine, but that actually throws off your whole natural rhythm of sleep. CBD is different. This cannabinoid works with your ECS and doesn't block those receptors. And so it helps to kind of restabilize your ECS so that you can, you know, naturally fall asleep better. But the, we actually add melatonin to our CBD gummies because I believe that our, our seed scientists and our um, chemists have sh- kind of instructed us 
that CBD is a powerful carrier and can help with melatonin, like actually effectiveness of melatonin. L-theanine we actually have in our stress gummy because I totally agree that amino acid is so great for calm and focus. And so I actually recommend people to do that in the mornings with their coffee. Um, But yeah, I I think that I would steer away from THC and alcohol and, and try different types of CBD to see what helps. That's great advice. Awesome. Right, I have like what, the what, opposite what, problem of everybody else. When I'm stressed, I am like narcoleptic. So <laughs> I don't know what my deal is. Um, but this is good to know for everyone else. Um, uh, what right, else is in the mailbox? Our next question is about dating. Um, it's from one of our male listeners. It's anonymous also. And he writes, hello, LNA. A big life revelation came from listening to your podcasts and from listening to prominent influencers talk about dating. You should probably never listen to influencers about anything. But uh, in, in most cases, women talk about chasing or deciphering this unattainable guy or fuck boys where they are excited he has a headboard and can put his t-shirt on right. This has not been my experience. In most cases, I think I'm pursuing the girl and rescheduling a date if she flakes. While I'm not trying to be a fuckboy that leads people on, it is concerning to me that my reality is different than most other men. I'm not going after women out of my league looks-wise or anything like that. So how do I know what my issue is when I'm struggling to find a relationship and the man being more interested slash the pursuer is not the norm anymore? Hmm. As somebody, are you, you're currently dating right now? Me? Yeah. I'm single as a Pringle. So what would be your take on this guy? He like, I guess, doesn't want to come across as like a fuck boy or isn't sure how to navigate like the new climate. Would you say that's the gist, Angela? I think, um, I think there's like two things happening here. He's talking about fuck boys, but also he's like talking about, I guess he listens to these podcasts and women being like, oh, men are the worst. Like, like, like he says, like they're impressed if he has a headboard and is like slightly mature. Uh, he's saying our standards are are like very low, but yet he feels like he's above right. this. And right, can't I think find he thinks a, he's yeah. meeting the standards, but he's still struggling and he's confused. And I don't think he wants to be a fuckboy. Right, but he also one thing I will say is he ends it by saying that men being more interested slash the pursuer is not the norm anymore, and I don't know that that is true. Mm-mm. I you know I think it goes both ways. I think sometimes women are more interested sometimes men are more interested yeah as long as um, you like can take a hint and like just be careful in the workspace you know it's like like don't be a creep with like people that you work with and just make sure you're not like going for somebody that's that you are the boss of like, i uh, also think like for better or worse a lot of women are still expecting men to be the pursuer like i mean like it sucks but i do think that is the majority of people so it's funny that he he doesn't think that Yeah, I think, I mean, look, we are, whether it's media or influencers or whatever your TikTok algorithm is showing you, like there is more talk around fuckboy culture for sure. But there's also that plus women are realizing the difference between being alone and being lonely. And I I really think that was a big revelation for me post-divorce of, you know, I hopped from kind of like one relationship to another. And then I was like, I stopped for a little bit and sat with that kind of singleness 
because I got, I got engaged at 19. So I hadn't been single since I was a teenager. Wow. And Did you just realize like you were too young? Is that why you like, yeah. And I think that part kind of thing. Yes. Yes. A, there's a lot of things there, but yes, the person I met and married at 19 is not, you know, I grew and actually went through therapy and discovered like who I was and who I wanted to change into and when your partner doesn't grow and stay curious about who you're becoming, then all of a sudden you're you're married to a stranger and you no longer have the same wants, desires, or values and, and whatnot. And so that relationship no longer serves you. And that's okay. Yeah. People can change and grow out of a relationship. Someone can like um, serve you at a certain point in your life. Absolutely. 100%. And then just and, not, and it's not like, I, I like really believe that. Like, I mean, I ho- obviously I hope that's not the case. <laughs> I'm like Nick and I are in a good place. I'm not saying it for that reason, but but I I do I really believe like you don't have to look at all all breakups as like a failure. Like somebody can really Mm-mm. be like a just like I don't look that I don't look at friendships that way. I look at I have certain friendships from when I first moved to New York where like we were both like ambitious, like trying to make it, and like we were fun and we were socialized. Like I have certain friendships that I just grew out of. They're they our conversations aren't interesting anymore. We totally grew in different places. And I don't look at that time as like, oh, that's so sad. I don't talk to that person anymore. I think like they were a really great friend for a certain period of my life. Exactly. A hundred percent. All relationships should be viewed that way. And you, as you grow, you, your circle will change. Your interests will change. Growth is, I feel like we, we should not have guilt over growth and, and changing and wanting different things or wanting new experiences. But to go back to this guy, I would just say that obviously he's got to figure out his stuff. And if he's coming across as like just looking for a relationship and not the person that there's a huge difference there. He's just going after and being like, I want a relationship. I want a relationship. And I mean, I'm like a recovering people pleaser. Like I have done a lot of work to step back in dates and say, do I like this person or am I just wanting them to like me? And I, I would just tell him the same thing. Like, are you spending more time obsessing on if they like you versus do you actually connect with them? Are you guys a good fit? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also, rereading this, I think he thinks that women want fuckboys and this definitely does oh, into that whole like nice guys finish last thing. And just to be clear, women like nice guys. You just can't only be nice. Mm-hmm. You also got to have chemistry, whatever. But no woman is like actively seeking out a quote unquote fuckboy. No. Nope. Absolutely not. Well, we hope that helps him a little bit where, you know, if you have any have any questions that you want us to answer on future episodes you can dm dm us on insta at this is why the pod you can also email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com next we're going to jump into what we've been reading in the news but first let's take a quick sponsor break we'd like to thank our sponsor better help better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist because nothing should be interfering with your happiness or as i like to say feeling content you know, that's ha- right. Happiness is like a hard goal to feel all the time, but feeling content at the very least. They connect you in a safe and private online environment. It's very convenient and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. If you've been listening to the pod, you know that Angela and I, we've both done therapy. We believe in it. We believe it can help. You got to get matched with the right person who you connect with. It's kind of like dating, but 
they'll match you with somebody and, and help find you that right person. And you know what? Don't, I really believe in not putting everything on your friends or just your, your parents or your partner when it comes to like talking through. It's good to like talk about your feelings with those people. You don't need to just bring your best self and your happy self all the time with those people. But, but when it comes to like really needing a therapist, you know, sometimes you really need a therapist and those people yeah. are not therapists. I, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's important to have somebody to talk to that's kind of unbiased in your life, I think. I also think BetterHelp is really great if you're new to therapy because they make it so easy to just connect with somebody and start talking right away. I know at least two people who uh, have never seen a therapist before and like their first time seeing somebody was through BetterHelp because it's just like when you're trying to find a therapist, it can be overwhelming. Totally. So it's easy to just go there. They, they set it up for you. So BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You send a message to your counselor anytime and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without ever having to sit in an in uncomfortable waiting room. You can do it from, from anywhere. And isn't that one of the best parts? It's not sitting in those stupid waiting rooms. Yeah, you're a busy person. You you want you should do things on your schedule. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash this is why. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash this is why. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Molson Coors. Guys, well, it's really just you, Angela. Angela, how many times during quarantine did one of your friends say something like, we should grab a beer when bars reopen or we should grab a beer when this is over? I know I've said that to people. Yeah. And I was like, we should because I'm tired of drinking alone in my apartment. Yeah. And I as actually I did throughout. I am trying to to like stay up with to follow through is what I'm trying to say. I've, I've followed through with that. I've been like scheduling lots of like double dates and things. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be my year of yes for sure. Right. I'm saying yes to everything. Well, now Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, a bunch of their friends are teaming up to help hold your friends accountable for the beers they said you'd get. You want to know how they're doing that? How are they doing that? So all you got to do is you just take a screenshot of a message from a friend saying you should get a beer when this is all over and you share it on social media with the hashtag time for that beer. Then you head to a bar, upload your receipt for a beer from one of the brands listed above at timeforthatbeer.com slash rebate. And the beer is going to be on, on them. So like those beers above this, you're listening. So that didn't make sense to you, but I'll try <laughs> You head to a bar, you upload your receipt from either Miller Lite, Coors Light, Blue Moon, Peroni, or a beer that I'm going to butcher the name of, but I'm, you know, who cares? Kugel. Sounds German. German. Sounds German, right? Sure. And then, And then the beer, they're going to pay for your beer. It's pretty great. That was a lot of words to say you can get a free <laughs> beer. Well, listen, getting a free, be be free beer shouldn't be easy. There should be a little bit of like hoops to jump through. But really, it's it's just more of a mouthful. It's actually very easy to redeem your beer. Um, 
So yeah, don't let your friends off the hook for the beers they said you'd get together post-pandemic. Molson Coors is buying, so now they have no excuse not to make good on the beers they promised. Um, Also, you're doing a good thing by going out and supporting bars and restaurants because you know you're not just going to get that one free beer. You're going to get like fries with it. You're going to order a bunch of stuff and have a grand all time. So bars and restaurants were hit hard by the COVID pandemic. So go support them and have, have a good time with your friends. Yes. Do it. I'm all about the, the pretzel, like the big pretzel. Yeah. You know, you can get your, uh, your line and Kugel at a German bar with your big pretzel. I wonder if you said it better than me. Possibly. A classic combination. Go to timeforthatbeer.com to get the beer you said you would get on them. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, Angela, what have you been reading this week? Um, So I have a story this week from Vice about uh, the question is, can LSD treat food allergies? And this is by Shayla Love. And um, so apparently in 2001, there was this doctor named Andrew Wheel who did an interview with CBS and he said that taking LSD cured his lifelong cat allergy. Um, And in the 20 years since, there has been no research on that. However, um, a patent was recently granted um, that it gives the applicant ownership of the claims stated in it. And it's, uh, um, yeah, a patent that that says uh, LSD can treat food allergies. So basically- Based on this like one anecdotal claim? So basically, apparently the way it works is that this company, they're called Palo Alto Investors, they own the patent um, if it happens to work, if somebody can prove that, that it works, but is it that hasn't been proven work? that it works at all. Um, they get kind of into the nitty gritty of how patents work in this whole discussion. Um, basically, though, they said there was a huge difference between the requirements to get a patent and the requirements to get FDA approval. Um, it's a whole complicated process. but. Uh, I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that um, this very yeah on this very shaky premise there has been a patent purchased just in case somebody figures it out Could somewhere I just, down like, the line. Create patents on anything that might potentially. I mean, have you seen Shark Tank? I don't know. Yeah, um, I've never done LSD. I don't know, but I'm, I'm interested in microdosing. That seems like a interesting, very hot right world. now. Like seems to be helping a lot of people. Yeah, I've been reading about it for years, girl. For years. Uh, Ian actually, for his sleeping problems, was interested in doing. Um, there was like a sleep study where they, I think they were doing like, I want to say ketamine. Okay, <laughs> like So like that, Hunter, okay, Tom- yes. like Hunter Thompson style. Yeah, I was like, so you're gonna do a party drug too? Uh, you're gonna go down a K hole? Yeah, and it's gonna help you sleep. But yeah, uh, Amanda's shaking her head. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's ketamine places, like therapy places, down in Miami. A lot of new research is being had around LSD and helping with PTSD and mental illness. And I think we will see more and more evidence or, or research coming out around microdosing different drugs. But I, I think it's just like cannabis. It's so early. And you have to remember that the FDA makes so much money from, you know, big pharmaceutical companies and they don't want to put a ton of research into, I mean, obviously LSD is different than cannabis or like shrooms or something, but 
you know, you have to like really start to look abroad to see who's doing the research on this stuff. But I, I think in 20 years, we're going to be talking about this like it's, you know, Starbucks coffee. Wow. <laughs> I love that you're so in the, yeah, I mean, I guess this is your world now. So did, were, you all, were you always so knowledgeable and in, in how, no, you're shaking your head. No. I did not touch, like, I had four jobs in college. I got married at 19, like, had kids young. Like, I was a quote unquote, you know, goody two shoes, didn't touch cannabis until I was in my 30s. But I, I think that there are so many new alternatives to medication, and that as I get older, and once I, cannabis was like my opening me up to understanding that. There's, there shouldn't be stigmas around these things, but there should also be way more regulation and, and control over these things because people do get hurt in all of these. It's all fascinating. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what I've been reading? What are you reading, Laura? So I was reading good old Yahoo. Good old Yahoo. Good old Yahoo. Um, Jana Jana Kramer. Do you know who she is? She was like kind of like a country star. She was she's former TV star, country star. At, it's funny because back when I used to work at like the tabloids, I guess you could call them like People Magazine and stuff. Like she was always trying to like get in the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> she made it. She made it to Yahoo. She was on One Tree Hill. Um, but now she's made it to yeah. She she was a little she whatever. I don't want to say too much. Okay. Anyways, um, but. But this is actually a very interesting, uh, like interesting debate, I think, and I'm very curious to get to get your take, Amanda. So, uh, so Jonna Kramer, she's she's getting divorced, and she she made this new post. She's now single. Who that raised the questions about the significance of the term "single mom" and who includes it? Mm. So earlier this month, she filed for divorce. She was married to, to like this NFL player. And a bunch of people on Instagram started critiquing her and objecting to referring to herself as a single mother. So according to a recent custody agreement, she has primary custody of the couple's, of the former couple's two children. And it says she actually is paying him child support each month, which is interesting. But because she co-parents with Kostin, I hope I'm not saying this NFL player's last name wrong, um, but some felt she shouldn't be using a term which typically describes a woman raising kids entirely on her own. She defended herself and wrote, people were hating on me because I said I was a single mom, so apparently I'm not allowed to say that, but I am single, I am a mom, and to further drive my point home, I looked up the definition, and it's a parent who has the kids more than 50%. Come over for a glass of wine and then judge me all you want after you get to know me and my single momness. Um, so there's other terms like solo parenting, co-parenting, single parent by choice. Those are becoming more common, but like they're all just kind of like different takes. I don't know. I kind of roll my eyes at all all these like very specific terms, to be honest. And like, yeah, all I got to say is like when I have my three month old and like for like a couple hours I'm like you're like, I'm like how hell I'm a single mom I'm a single mom it's been three hours when is Nick coming home like send help so uh I think these Instagram critiquers are batshit but uh, I'm curious to get your your take because there there was like a lot of debate over this yeah, I mean, I have also gotten flack for this on on Twitter and Instagram for saying I'm a single mom. I, I do have a co-parenting relationship, but just like you said, 
when I have my kids, three kids, I am by myself. There is no one else helping me. I go from, you know, work to bedtime to, you know, dinner, bath, all the things. Like I have no one helping me. I don't have another parent. I'm not co-parenting in that moment. I am single by myself. And so I believe that one, like I wouldn't, I just think that people who are judging anyone for a term like does has zero empathy for what that person does have to go through when they're by themselves with all the kids and doesn't have a break. Absolutely. And, and so, it's, yeah. But not having a break, it's not being able to like check out for even one minute to do literally no. like poop or pee, like, like, oh, 100%. like do anything by yourself. Um, so I don't, there's this professor that who, uh, Don Brathway, a professor who, whose research focuses on communication within a family setting, including co-parenting. And, you know, she kind of debated, she suggests treading carefully with choosing an address term, especially when another parent is involved. She says, I do think that the term single parent connotes that there is no other parent in the picture. And I think I have to guess that maybe she's only saying this because the other parent would get upset and say like, you're not a single parent. Like I'm, I'm here. I take the kids a few nights a week, but I think both parents, I mean, personally, I think both parents could in that case say they're yeah. a single parent. Absolutely. And 100%. The other, I would the not other be parent- offended if, yeah, I would not be offended if my ex was saying he's a single dad because when he has the kids, he He's a single dad. It's not having like literally not having an extra set of hands. It's so hard. It is so, it is so hard. Like this, like, yeah, when I, when I have, I had to do like, when I have to do like bedtime with two kids, I'm like, I used to babysit. Like I was like a babysitter for (laughs) years. I would babysit multiple kids. I'm like, how did I put those kids to sleep when they weren't mine? Cause I can't put my own kids to sleep at the same time when I, I, how do I put the baby to sleep when I have a toddler? Cause if the, I have to put the baby down first, but then the toddler's there and then the toddler's like, the toddler's like coming in, but are you sleeping baby? And like wakes the baby up. And then I like, I can't, it's so hard. Like people should use whatever term they identify with in my perspective. So I just think this was an interesting debate. I'm, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I have a lot to say and I'm not even a single mom. <laughs> <laughs> but it like infuriates me. <laughs> Let Jenna Kramer call herself a single mom. Let her call herself whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> Literally. Um, all right. On that note, it is time for our topic of the week. This week's topic is having better sex and sleep. So, Manda. Uh, I'm curious, what are the problems typically that your customers are coming to you with in the sex and sleep arena? Like what issues are they experiencing? Okay. Let's talk about sex, I guess, first, because that one came first, but I I, I would break problems that we hear into kind of three categories. There's the mental issues with sex, which I would say like, can't turn my brain off. I'm really stressed out. There's the physical like dryness or pain and then there's actual like sexual issues of like, I can't reach orgasm or I don't understand the different types of orgasm or like, what the fuck is squirting? Is that real? Like all these things that people are just like curious about. Um, so those are kind of the three categories. What was the next question? Um, that was for sex. So same for sleep. What kind of I mean, I, sleep is more straightforward, I guess. That yeah, it's sleeping. The, yeah, the two main ones are I either can't fall asleep or I can't stay asleep. 
And, and those are the two that people like people associate like, Oh, alcohol helps me fall asleep really fast. But again, it's that disruption in sleep. So those are kind of the different categories we hear the most of. And then how does CBD help? Is that the, I can, I can, yeah. Check. I mean, I, I, as we established earlier, for me personally, I don't have sleeping problems, but I have gone through periods where like my libido is just like gone. For sure. And I would never think that CBD would be something that could help me because I'd be like, oh, it's just going to make me sleepy. So how does, how does that work for sex? Well, you have to, like we talked about earlier, the, when you're stressed, again, cortisol levels, when they're super, super high, they can block different different um, hormones and testosterone being one of them. And we need testosterone, we need estrogen, we need progesterone, things like that to help with sex drive. And what people, what we really want at House Supplies, we talk about this a lot, is we want women to feel okay that it's not their fault all the time. Mm. Like we are, we are stressed. Like there's a reason why you are not as wet as you were when you were first dating that person. Like there are, there are things and it's okay to get help in those departments because sexual health and wellness, that is now a category. Like it's, it's now even a VC backed category for, you know, being a female founder. Like I can raise capital for a sex company now. And, and it's because when you orgasm, you release oxytocin, you can fall asleep better. So I believe sex and, and when I say sex, I mean with a partner or without, but like sex and sleep are so intrinsically linked. And then obviously that affects your happiness and your mood the next day. Um, and so again, our, our products are not just CBD, they're CBD, they're original formulas. So we have three active ingredients in our, in our sex gummy that help with the CBD does the first part, which is helps someone get out of their head, helps calm their brain, calms their body, which it's really cool because when you take a gummy, you have about 30 minutes before the physiological effects kick in, like increased lubrication and inc- increased sensitivity. Um, and so the first thing I notice is that women take this and then all of a sudden they use that 30 minutes to kind of prepare themselves. And that's the heart. Like one of the biggest things is setting aside intentional time to orgasm, to, to whether you're going to masturbate or you're going to be with your partner, but like getting in the mood is a real thing and giving yourself the space to do that. That's really hard, especially if you have kids. And so, yeah, it's so mental also. There's such like a mental component kind of like, yeah, you're like physical space and mental space setting aside is so hard because there is such like a mind body connection when it comes to sexuality, especially for women. 100%. So you take the, if you take the gummy, you then know in 30 minutes, you're going to start to feel increased lubrication. You're, you're going, you're, everything's going to be, have a heightened stimulation and there's going to be increased blood flow to, to your vagina. So you're going to feel something. And so you have 30 minutes now, like you were just saying to, to kind of create that space for you mentally. And that's what I, I find we hear a lot from women is that they're just so excited that when they pop that gummy, they know it's like going to be go time. They'll like text their partner and be like, see you in 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so, uh, that's kind of CBD does help. Like it it helps with inflammation. It helps with increased blood flow and that's why increased sensitivity occurs. But the inflammation is really powerful because like I have PCOS, 
like sex can sometimes be painful. Like it's really, if somebody has endometriosis, like things like that, where there is inflammation, like CBD can be helpful in those regards too. Wow. I never knew that CBD, I I never associated it. I think this is so cool. Yeah. I also think about like how many listeners we've had, this is like a roundabout use for this, how many listeners we've had who have been like, I want to like initiate sexy time with my partner or like I want to sex with my partner and I, I don't know what to say. Uh, like this is a, a great icebreaker. Oh, yeah. It could be like I'm popping a gummy or hey, do you want a gummy? And it, it can be yeah. like something yeah. kind of like fun and sexy to do together. Like is it gummy time? Yeah. Right. And men can use – we made the formulas safe for both men and women. Oh, I love so men that. get – do they get the blood flow as well? Exactly. Yeah. Their privates. Increased Fine. blood flow. Good for all. <laughs> um, do you have any tips for improving bedtime routine for better sleep? Um, yeah, because we get, we get that a lot too. A lot of yeah, this is a tough – one, you have to be intentional. Again, for us, when you take the gummy or the drop, like I take the, I alternate drops and gummies, but um, again, it's like 30 minutes. And for me, when I take it, I'm, I'm telling myself that tonight I'm giving myself the gift of a good night's sleep. And so I put my phone away. I turn on music. I usually take maybe my third bath of the day. Um, and I like read or I actually chill out and then I go to bed. Like it's like a 30 minute mark and I have a timer basically set where I have 30 minutes before I need to be in my bed, head on the pillow. And I know this is hard, but like getting off social media is the, the like bane of our existence of our entire generation. But it really does fuck with your brain. Like it is stimulating you in ways you don't even realize. And so so force yourself to get off of your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very important. Oh God. The phone is like the bane of my existence. Um, Anything we haven't asked that you think that CBD and some of your products could help our listeners or yeah. Anything you want to add about your experience? I mean, I, we covered a lot. We talked about sleep. We talked about sex. Um, I, I just really am excited for this next generation of women who are starting sex companies and sexual health and wellness companies where we can talk about masturbation routines and, and you know, the different types of orgasms on like mainstream media and women don't feel like they're in a box anymore. Like when I had kids the thought of talking about my sexuality and and yes, now I was divorced. So now I'm single again, but it felt like taboo because I had already had kids Mm -hmm. and I'm like so excited because I don't have a lot of role models who like built big companies and were moms and also embraced their sexuality and, and that part of them and talked about it. And I'm excited that we're like entering a new generation of women who are embracing their like kind of multi-hyphenatism yeah. and saying like, just because I'm a mom doesn't mean I don't, you know, want to post a thirst trap and, and, you know, <laughs> feel good about myself and, and feel sexual and masturbate and talk about it or whatever. Cheers to that. Um, yeah. Well, I think what you built is so impressive and the fact that you're doing it with three toddlers or three children uh, makes it even more 
superhero-y to me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, guys, that is it for this, is we- this week's This Is Why podcast. Thank you so much to our guests. You can follow Amanda and Amanda Getz, Amanda M. Getz. That's Amanda M-G-O-E-T-Z on Twitter and at G-O-E-T-Z-A-M on Instagram and also house underscore of underscore wise on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, House of Wise is offering a discount to our listeners. Use code This Is Why for twenty percent off any House of Wise product, including your first month of a new subscription. The code is valid through August thirty first. That's This Is Why for twenty percent off. And little plug for ourselves: check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling, and other feminist fairy tales. They're available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and we encourage you to shop at your local indie bookstore. Any plugs we we left out, Amanda? No, that was awesome. Thank you so much. And congrats on your new book. Thank you, you, Amanda, for coming on. And guys, after you get your uh, discount at House of Wise, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. Uh, For a full list of sponsors and the coach, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhythepod. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why. This is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>